The IDP Pro Players Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. And right now when you bet $100 at WinBet, you get a $100 free bet on the house. So head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with my co-host, good friend, and senior IDP analyst at the SGPN Network, the IDP tipster himself, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, how are things? Great, great. And ready to go into these playoffs, man. Uh, I actually got on a little bit of a streak the last couple of weeks, made some ground back up when the offense caught up. I'm, I'm rolling. I'm trying. I don't know if I've had a year like this in quite some time, but, uh, you know, there were some things that was going on during the summer. So, uh, I didn't draft offense. I didn't have time to really dive into <laughs> offense. You know, usually I ask my buddies, that's what I do folks. Cause I only do IDP. I don't mess with that dirty. O. and, uh, usually offensive, uh, drafting comes pretty easy, but it didn't this year. And even though the IDP that I got late, like, guys that we're going to be talking about luckily john was right you know he 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 reminded me a few episodes ago hey you know keep grinding yeah it's true man this is i've noticed that the last few weeks here people are starting to check out it's becoming a lot easier to win each week so we just got to keep clawing and scratching and hanging on and sneak in the playoffs and then kill everyone and and that's the way to do it i'll be excited if i just make the playoffs that's how bad it is yeah one step at a time How, how do you eat an elephant gary I don't know. One bite at a time. All oh, right, man. I got man, you. Oh, man. With that being said, let's get into it. So this is the week eight review. We're looking at week nine. We're going to start with the biggest news, which is the Roquan Smith trade from the bears to the Ravens. And what are the implications of that? We'll start with the bears. So names I've got as possible replacements for Roquan Smith include Joe Thomas, Jack Sanborn, AJ Klein, I think there is one other one, too. Uh, I have no idea who the replacement's going to be. I do know that Nicholas Morrow is going to go up in value quite a bit. But what's your take on this? What do you got? Boom for the Morrow managers. I mean, you can't beat that. I'm pulling for Jack Sanborn, actually. Uh, The rookie, I believe he's undrafted out of Wisconsin, so he brings a little bit of pedigree. And I guess realistically, I don't have an opinion you know, because I'm not going to be reaching and trying to play this guy this week or any of them that we might think that is filling in. I'm more of a sure shot guy, but I'm just pulling for this kid. The beat writers seem to like him. He, he had a good preseason, checks kind of all the boxes. He does come off as a two-down thumper. I think this really helps Brisker, Eddie Jackson, mm. everybody that's a full-time guy on that team. Just somebody's got to take some of that portion of, of Smith's IDP vacuum, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's a great point. That's the, Yeah, this is a huge boost. I mean, you know, Skidmarks Jackson there was already having a career year. Uh, we haven't seen him like this in a long time. He's, he's going to get even better. And Brisker just went way up in value. Nicholas Morrow, too. Like, yeah, this is huge for all those guys. I just hope we don't get like a mishmash of, you know, like some Jack Sanborn, some Joe Thomas, and, you know, occasionally AJ Klein. Like, we, that's the last thing we need. I hope we get a full-time guy out of this other role. It's something dynasty-wise since they're putting us through it, right? Mm. Again, you was talking about Eddie Jackson. We've talked about the pass rush and lack of pass rush. You know, I don't I don't know. I think Rogan Smith was actually leading them in sacks. I mean, Quinn hadn't done anything. He got traded away. You had Gibson, which he had faded away, was kind of a, a season favorite when we came in for myself to suggest. He got more snaps, but he didn't do anything with it. None of them did. There's going to be a lot of IDP production coming out of the second half of the season. Absolutely. So all those guys get a boost, and we'll, we'll let you know next week. Uh, you know, I guess the short version is if you've got room on your bench, add maybe Joe Thomas, Jack Sanborn, and AJ Klein, or whichever one you think it's going to be, and throw you a dart but certainly don't start anyone this week <laughs> yeah yep yeah so we'll uh we'll circle back on this when we figure out more the other thing that i wanted to mention on the bears while we're on them is a uh, pass rush alquadeen muhammad was in for 83 percent of snaps last week and while he hasn't done much you know availability is the best ability and playing that many snaps a week he's gonna luck into something so 
maybe that's an option. What's your take there on deeper leagues? Maybe actually I just dropped them <laughs> to pick up somebody else in the IDP incentive. And I wish I wouldn't have, I did this waiver wire claim like three or four days ago when I just happened to have the time and then I've been busy and I seen it today. Uh, I wasn't going to try to pronounce his name when I, that's why I said Gibson. When I mentioned the snap counts, man, I ain't stupid. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, beyond that, anything else for the bears? We'll, we'll talk about when we get to the Ravens, we'll, we'll talk about what Roquan looks like for them. All right, let's pick it back up at the Bengals where Logan Wilson was back from injury. He played a hundred percent of snaps and I believe had eight combined tackles, six of them solo. So pretty good first game back. He was looking good with that. Jermaine Pratt returned to his normal role, 82% of snaps, pretty good production. And, uh, Akeem Davis Gaither went back to not being relevant. Uh, so that's the order of operations there. Other big news on the Bengals, Shadobi Awuzie torn ACL none for the season. Uh, so that's not great. But then Trey Hendrickson also did play this week after that next stinger, 54% of snaps and half a sack. So a lot of things we expected and, uh, you know, be, beyond a everyone's in good health. Uh, anything on the Bengals? Uh, what was the rookie that you got that Brian cook? Maybe no, that's Kansas yeah, city. Yeah. Dax Hill. Hill. Yes. Yeah. To see that he might actually, you think he'll get some more playing time? With this, with this corner going down? Yeah, it's definitely possible. And so th- this uh, Awuzie thing, I-, I looked at the snaps after to try and figure out who the guy would be, and I did see a name I've never seen before, but I always want to give that another full week to see who it's actually going to be because we saw this with the freaking Lions is a good real-life example. Sometimes they just throw a guy in, and then mm-hmm. that guy doesn't do well, and he's not the starter the next week. So, I, you know, we want to give it a week at least. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I just figured that might be the scenario, and we ought to mention, keep your eyes on him. Let's see what he mm. does. Right, right. And he's got, uh, he might have dual eligibility, if that's the point, if that's the case, too. So this was the safety mm-hmm. they took in the draft last year, Dax Hill, because Jesse Bates was holding out, and it looked like he might not play, so they drafted a safety fairly high. If this guy does get significant snaps, he'll be likely a corner safety eligible guy, and that's always uh, a benefit. Yeah, if I remember his rookie profile, that was his plus side was his coverage skills. You can always use another one on these bye weeks. That's true. So we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll circle back on the Bengals after this week. All right, moving on to the Lions, where Deshaun Elliott was inactive and out this week, but he does appear to be healthy for this coming week. He's got the green healthy symbol on him in all my leagues. Uh, without uh, Deshaun Elliott, it was Jerry Hughes and Kirby Joseph, as we you know mentioned last week. So that was accurate. Beyond that, Aiden Hutchinson, 85% of snaps. Malcolm Rodriguez, 68%. Alex Anzalone played all his normal playing time. So pretty much standard. Anything on the line? You covered it. Okie dokie. Moving on to the Browns, where there was some shenanigans once again this week. So Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa was a inactive for the Monday night game. Taki Taki, Sion Taki Taki replaced him, played 85% of snaps, led all Browns linebackers in playing time and production at a massive game. Deion Jones was up to 77% of snaps and landed a sack, so that was pretty good to see. And then both Garrett and Clowney, who are both questionable, both played, both had big games, 79% of snaps for Garrett, 68% for Clowney. Any thoughts on this? Tacky Tacky's looking like he's going to be, you know, involved in this thing. There's no reason, you know, in some deeper, darker formats, there's not a reason not to go grab him if you can, because they really, you know, they were boosting him just a couple of weeks ago, just like we were talking about it on here think that there's much else to add. I do wonder about Anthony Walker and when he might be getting off IR. If he is, I can't remember if it was season ending or not, but the whole situation, you just got to kind of let it play out to begin with because we're trying to see where the snaps land with who. And Ooh, okay. You made a great point here. Anthony Walker returns to building. What does that mean? Uh, let's see. Anthony Walker, yeah, surgery, season-ending surgery, so he won't be coming back. But, yeah, Taki Taki definitely throws a wrench in the mix, so we'll just have to keep an eye on that. But uh, it was nice and easy this week because without JOK, we knew Taki Taki would get some good playing time. It is going to be pretty interesting. I think that they might use – no, in Cleveland, they're going to screw us somehow. They're mm-hmm. going to make this some kind of ugly three-headed shit that's just going- – <laughs> 
thought, you know. No argument here. They've been doing that all season. So yeah. Yep. So yeah, we'll we'll try and keep an eye on it and give you the best advice we can. Uh so that be the Browns. Packers, big news this week. So Devondre Campbell, knee injury, you know, went to the blue tent, did not return, has not been practicing. It appears Isaiah McDuffie is the direct replacement. So no Campbell equals yes, Isaiah McDuffie. Quay Walker was ejected from the game, 25% of snaps into this one. Got in trouble with the coaching staff. They called him out during the press conference and said, quote, we can't have that kind of thing, unquote. And he's supposedly injured as well. So there's a chance we might get two backup linebackers this week. The backup for Quay Walker is Eric Wilson. What do you think about this? This is a giant mess. We hope Walker plays. That's, you know, Campbell is really iffy. Oh, yeah. Isaiah McDuffie is a great waiver wire linebacker for at least this week. But yeah, you know, I'm it, not sure. I'm not sure how big of a deal it's going to end up being. The the, the league has already said they're going to find the guy. They're not going to suspend him. They're not going to go that far. He apologized and went through his song and dance. I'm not sure if that's going to warrant enough for them to really take Walker off the field. Yeah, especially I, without Campbell. Yeah, especially if Campbell ain't there. So I'm going to stick to my guns. If I need Walker, I'm going to trust him if he's playing, you know, unless something else pops up. And I don't have any trouble. Um, the way things have been going with all these other linebackers, I mean, if you really want to have a dart throw and you need it in a deep dart, just go ahead and get McDuffie. We're surely not talking about a standard league start, but the, the news is there. Right. So at least you've got your order of operations now. No Devondre Campbell equals Isaiah McDuffie. No Quay Walker equals Eric Wilson. That's a lot of digging to get that far. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no argument here. But, uh, yep, that's that's what we got. Okie dokie. Ravens. So let's look at the other side of this now. They traded for Roquan Smith. What does this do to Patrick Queen? Are you starting Roquan this week? Thoughts? All right, so no, I'm going to try to avoid both of these guys this week. I love this matchup. This matchup against the Saints, they they allow a lot of production to the inside linebacker. Actually, I'm pretty damn sure the Roguan Smith is an elite guy. He is good enough to come in, but this isn't just a normal run-of-the-mill defensive scheme. I think he's going to need more than a week to get himself acclimated and, and figure this out. So Patrick Queen, I think they're going to have more of a split. They're going to have both of them on there a lot more that in the future, we're going to start seeing Patrick Queen fall off into that Josh Bynes 50% of the snaps. Maybe it might be a little bit more. He's better at coverage, I think, than he is at ever shedding a block or anything like that. You know, uh, we were questioning Queen coming into the season, like just like we were Murray. I feel bad because Patrick Queen, actually, it's not that he failed. It's more that he was asked to do a lot more than what he was capable of doing. I mean, he is a solid linebacker in any other scheme. He could possibly be, it'd be a totally different story right now. But this is one of those schemes that they need an elite guy that can be on there and do everything well, not make mistakes and do all. And that's what Roquan Smith is. And this is why the five and three Ravens went for the throat. And we've seen them struggle, John. We, we've talked about Queen off and on. So they, they finally sit there and pulled the trigger. You're right. His PFF grade has always been terrible. So uh, this is not super shocking. And I'm with you. If I can avoid playing Roquan this week. That's what I'm going to do. But obviously that's like a super shallow league thing. In most places, it is what it is. If you got Roquan, there's you got to play him. A lot of people wouldn't even expect that Queen was a bad PFF grade because the only time you hear about it in the articles or reports is when he's had a good game. But in the end, you know, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't last long. That is true. So we'll see how that plays out and report back next week. Beyond that, Marlon Humphrey, slight hamstring injury. We're keeping an eye on that, but it looks like he's okay to play this week. All righty. Vikings. I got nothing. They're super healthy. They, um, they traded for TJ Hawkinson. Like, man, these guys are leaning into it this year. They're, what are they? Seven and one or something like yeah. they're, they're damn good this year, man. It's crazy. It's a beautiful thing to watch a defense like this be able to stay healthy and just have all their studs going. It's pretty cool. They look real good. So I got nothing. Vikings look great onwards and upwards. And last but not least for this uh, couple divisions, Steelers, Cameron Sutton back up to 100% of snaps. That's good for their cornerback core, which is pretty shredded. Uh, the TJ Watt IR return window remains open. He did not return last week. I haven't seen anything saying he's going to return this week. 
No, they're on bye this week. So it'll probably be after the bye that he'll come back. And they traded for William Jackson from the Washington Commanders. We can totally and completely ignore that. So the Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or an autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. This contest is completely free to enter. All you need to do is subscribe to youtube.com backslash sports gambling podcast. Comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. Turn on your notifications so you don't miss SGPN contacting you when they pull the winner. Keep an eye out for that on YouTube. All right, ready to win some money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with their win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Deposit $100, get $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet so that they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. BET to claim your free bet today. This offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where to play where winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Picking it up in the NFC AFC South, we'll start with the Bucks where really the biggest news is we're waiting on the return of Antoine Winfield Jr. safety who was out last week with a concussion. With him inactive, it was another week of Keanu Neal with 100% of snaps. Beyond that, Carlton Davis is also injured and inactive last week. Both of them look to return this week against the Rams. Looking good beyond that. Moving on to the Colts, where we did have some shenanigans. So Darius Shaquille Leonard did return and play football this week. It's a miracle. However, he played, uh, you know, and I might be off on a couple percentage points here. I think it was 31% of snaps this week. While Bobby Okariki played the other 69% and Zaire Franklin got his full 100%. But during those 31% of snaps, Darius Shaquille Leonard landed a sack. So everyone's going to see his IDP points all nice and inflated. Uh, They're going to see that he played last week and they're going to fall for this trap. He did not even play half the snaps. So you're telling me, I just got to ask you, you you wouldn't play him this coming week. You wouldn't take that gamble. Personally, I don't trust him at all. I don't know. I have a hard time not playing a guy. I think he just had, you know, he had a bad start of the year. If I have him and I don't have uh, another stud of his equal or close to his equal value that I don't have to worry about at all, uh, he's definitely going in my lineup before, say, some of these other guys that we're talking about, like McDuffie or even Walker. I trust him enough. Um, It is the playoffs. I know I try to play conservative, but I don't have a problem believing in Leonard. I just think he's had a bad start. Now, if it happens again... I don't know what to say, but I, I think I think it was just a rough start of the year, and that didn't help situation. Yeah, all, all I'm saying is the guy played a third of snaps. And mm-hmm. there's and not normally I'd be like throwing red flag just right. like you, you know. Right, right. There ain't no way I'm doing that until. But it's it's Leonard, and it's trying to make a run for the playoffs. Uh, I think I make an exception in most cases. Well, I mean, we'll keep an eye on it. Hopefully, it goes up this week. But uh, it, it, I'm not, I'm not playing him right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, the guy I'm avoiding is Okariki. You were completely right. That's who's going to be ass out on playing he, time. Right, and we saw that again this week because uh, mm-hmm. we saw that earlier in the season, and it just repeated right. itself. You know, when Shaq is healthy, it's kind of flipped from where it was last year, and Zaire Franklin has won that uh, other role. Yeah, Okariki is going to play that strong side linebacker position and it's going to fall down to about 40, 45% or something. Whatever EJ Speed has been doing for the last two months or whatever it's been. So definitely some fluctuation there. We'll get back to you guys on that for next week. 
Okay, uh, Falcons, pretty much status quo. Walker, Rashawn Evans, 100% of snaps. Both guys had great production. Bounce back week for Michael Walker after kind of a stinker the week before, so that was good. Jalen Hawkins is getting ready to probably play again this week. He's been out for a couple of weeks to free safety, which we know, I believe, they got away with some kind of crazy deal where they sent Marlowe to Bills or something. Right. That but, that's that's true. So they, they shipped off Dean Marlowe, who was covering for Hawkins the last couple of weeks right. here. Yeah. Which he, he's been a solid veteran since he's been in the league. So either way, when it comes to Hawkins, I mean he was actually getting on a little bit of a roll before he was, you know, hurt. So keep an eye on him. Maybe a late waiver wire pickup if you're looking for something. So yeah, a little bit of fluctuation in the safety situation there. But uh, other than that, we're looking pretty solid for the Falcons, I believe. I see you, Lorenzo Carter. Their edge rusher, yeah, he had another good game last week. I'm pretty sure, but he's got a good game this week. Yeah, yeah they got yeah. they got Cincy this week, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. a good matchup. Cincy let up what eight sacks last week against Cleveland, something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm hoping Carter can get a couple. You know, I, I and this, I'm not actually playing this guy. I'm just rooting for him. I always felt bad how the Giants used him. You know, yeah. I thought he had so much more potential when he was in his first three years. So, uh, yep. So pretty much status quo for the Falcons, uh, Jaguars. I got nothing. So moving on to the Panthers where the only real news is, well, we got a couple pieces of news, but the big news is I was right in, you know, second or third week in a row here, Shaq Thompson, hundred percent of snaps. Frankie Louvu was down in the, I believe it was the low eighties. Um, and our show notes got cut off by Gary's cat. So it's, it's no longer here, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> meow, meow. I had a little party while I walked into the other room earlier, and we just <laughs> discovered this. So it's it's always yeah. having fun having pets. But regardless, that's that's good for Shaq Thompson. Not good oh, for yeah, Frankie that's, that's, Right, that's great. And that's another great call, just like a Okariki, man. I mean, I uh, hope people are paying attention because they could be ahead right now. Frankie Luvu had a lot more value and trade a little while ago that's true you, you could have gotten some something good for him a little while ago and the the other big piece of news here is jeremy chin was eligible to return from ir this week but i just saw something before we uh hit record that he will not play week nine so we get one more week of miles hartsfield uh and then it looks like maybe week 10 you know they might activate chin from from that point onward all right, uh, Texans, big news. It confirmed Christian Harris, linebacker, 100% of snaps. So he did take that role. It's him and Christian Kirksey. Kirksey only played 83% of snaps, so he played even more than Christian Kirksey. That's wild. He's terrible. Well, yes, there's that, yeah. He's he's terrible. He's ter- I, I didn't even put him on the ro- – I didn't put him on the rolling wave of wires last week because he was pre-terrible. And plus, uh, don't trust the situation. So, you know, I usually make him prove it at least once before I put him on there for the app users. And uh, I didn't put him on this week. I don't give a shit what he did. This is, <laughs> I. that's just, I don't trust it. He was so bad before graded. He looked so bad during the game. I mean, uh, Derrick Henry ran for, what, 5,000 yards or something in this game? Mm-hmm. And every big run, everything that was... He was always seemed to be late. He, he he's he's not an NFL ready linebacker. So if there's any production coming out of this for the rest of the year, it is completely production by default as far as I'm concerned. But I've seen a lot of guys start out like this and say they're a 30, 40 percent or PFF grade guy or they're just a below average guy. Yeah, sure, they can get better in three or four years, and they can bring that up to an on par grade or film review. You know, but then you turn around and you start with somebody. You know, this kid's a this kid's a, a rookie. Until things are cleaned up, I am not a believer, and I don't think this is going anywhere dynasty wise either. Oh yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't want this long term, but right now, this week, with all the injuries and buys and bullshit, he's playing 100 percent of snaps. So if you need a linebacker, there you go. Other huge piece of news here that Gary pointed out to me because I totally didn't see this until recently. Jonathan Owens benched for Eric Murray and uh, who was the other guy? Ah, uh, Steven Nelson, I believe it was. But you know, then I turn around, 
and seen the quote that Lovey Smith, you know, it was actually a transcript afterwards. And he just basically said that at the time that he made the decision because of how Owens wasn't able to stop something, basically. So he was putting the other guys and they did a lot better job. He still called him his starter. And leagues that I have him and I have him in a few, more than likely I'm going to go ahead and play him and it is a risk, though, but I got a, I got a little place in my heart for this dude, so you know you'll have to ignore me. But uh, there is some risk. But he he did say he remains the starter for the rest. We'll see, right? If it's the, the rest the, of the season or right. not. Right. This week will certainly tell us the tale because it's the Eagles in town, and the Eagles are going to murder them. So if if he can remain the starter through this ass kicking Thursday night, then he's probably the starter the rest of the season. And this is completely the first negative thing coming out of anywhere around the team, you know, the organization beat writers or whatever. This is, this happens. It's how it recovers is what really matters. Absolutely. So, yep, we'll circle back on that. But just like Gary said, just beware that it is somewhat risky Mm -hmm. playing Jonathan Owens or Eric Murray this week, either one. And we'll let you know how it goes. All right, Saints, another week of Marcus May, 100% of snaps. Pete Werner, up to 98% of snaps and leads the entire NFL in solo tackles. Thoughts on that? Go Buckeyes. I mean, go Pete Werner. (laughs) He's having a great season. Beyond that, there was a switcheroo at defensive end. Peyton Turner, 57% of snaps. Marcus Davenport, 43% of snaps. So Davenport is fully in the doghouse. Peyton Turner is getting his shot at starting snaps, basically, uh, with Cameron Jordan, while Davenport has been demoted to DE3. I bet he was on the trade block. Wouldn't be surprised. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's demoted. Uh, hopefully, nobody was really running with him bef- prior to this. I think he's had, what, like one good contest the whole entire season? Yeah, he's been terrible. Yep. So, but there you go. Peyton Turner might be someone you want to add in those deeper leagues if his snaps are going up. Right. I guess I can't get off the fact that Davenport's a bust at this point. And saying that word gets me in trouble sometimes. Sorry. But right now you have to look at it that way. No argument here. All right. Last but not least for these two divisions, Titans, where we got not really what we were looking for. So there was some question about, are the Titans going to run three safeties with Andrew Adams, or is Zach Cunningham going to go back to taking his normal snaps? We got half and half. We got 61% of Zach Cunningham and 80% of Andrew Adams this week, and neither one did much of anything. They both kind of stole from each other. So what do we do with this? Avoid the shit out of it. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> All you can do. It's just it's just not worth even looking at it unless you're really desperate. Right. And then Amani Hooker was also injured in this one nice and early. Uh, do we know who the backup is for that? I can look it up real quick. I would just expect Adams to, you know. Get more. Probably, yeah, they'll throw in another DB anonymous. That is true. Um I am just going to check it real quick. Yeah, it's just Adams and Hooker that are out here. So, yeah, looks like Adams will get a bump if uh, Monty Hooker's out again this week. All right, moving on to the NFC and AFC East, where we've got the How about them Cowboys? Another win, another beautiful game. Defense let up some points, but they did kick the living shit out of Justin Fields. So it was fine. It was enjoyable. We got some some more safety information here. So J. Ron Curse really established himself this week. 96% of snaps where Donovan Wilson fell down to 80% and Malik Hooker was inactive. So we did not have the three-headed monster this week. And Curse really established himself as the go-to safety here. Uh, this includes some fourth quarter west uh, rest, excuse me. So uh, yeah, what do you what do you take with, with all that? What's your take on all that? I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. Right. I mean, we've trusted uh, Curse in, to a lesser extent, Wilson this entire season or a good chunk of it anyway. Right. So this, this this just confirms that further. Curse is the guy before he got injured, you know, that we was really concentrating on to begin with. And I mean, I love Wilson. Yeah, Wilson, when he gets his shot, it might be a little sloppy, but he gets the production. Mm. So, but uh, it's not... It's not that weird to see it land back on curse. Hooker, hey, that could flip the switch again just, you know, next week. Right. We have no idea. I didn't go look and see. I mean, maybe he kicked the coach's dog. Who knows? 
Uh, but but either way, I think the takeaway from this all season is Jaron Curse is probably the only guy you can really trust here, safety wise. That's mm-hmm. back to normal. Yes, sir. And beyond that, just uh, go ahead and ignore uh, the Dorrance Armstrong lack of snaps this week. Game script was not in their favor, first of all, against this really weird Bears offense. And everyone got to rest most of the fourth quarter. So uh, we can toss that out the window, I think. Yeah. All right, moving on to the Bills. Jordan Poyer re-injured that same elbow that was uh, messing with him a few weeks back. So we've already seen this movie. We know how it ends, and Jaquan Johnson is the replacement. However, they went and grabbed Dean Marlowe in a trade from the Falcons. Does that move the needle for you, or do you think it's still Jaquan Johnson if Jordan Poyer is out again? I'm going to trust Hamlin and I'm going to keep my eye on Marlowe because I mean, Hamlin's been doing good, mm. you know, and he looks good. He, oh, he's yeah. not like the best, but Marlowe was a bill. Not he that was right. That's right. why they grabbed right. him. Cause he already knows the defense. Yeah. Right. So he could step in like that easy. What they what they give for him a handful of beans and a football pretty much something to keep an eye on for this week though, as far as I'm concerned, you know, of course, if Poyer would play, you got to have him in there. I do trust Hamlin. I'm with you on that. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, hopefully, Poyer just plays and it's not a question. If he doesn't, who knows? It's a it's a toss-up. I, I would yeah. just avoid it if he doesn't play. Greg Ruscio, you know, he had, he had what? I think he had the most snaps of all the defensive linemen, and he was only like 60% or something, and he really boomed, though. He, he had a good game. And and it's, you know, it's Von Miller and Russo are certainly capable of production, but the problem has been that ceiling on their snap count. And it, and it's like, it's harder to have that good production if you're not in there as often as some other guys. When it comes to Von Miller's snap count, believe it or not, I think that's about right where it should be for the position that he's playing, you know. And I could see where Ruscio, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I think we were seeing that guy up over 70s or close to it, you know, I mean, being one of the main guys garnering uh, snap counts. But uh, I think Von Miller, you know, he might be capped off and they might be just saving him. They might be, I, I'm not quite sure what's going on, but they're, so, they're another one of those teams like Minnesota and they're so damn healthy. You know, they can do whatever the hell they want at the moment. That's true. They know they're going to be in the playoffs. They know they're likely going to be in the AFC title game. So there's there's no reason to spend that fuel right now. Moving on to the commanders. So Cole Holcomb was out this week. Jamin Davis saw his snaps with 100%. I didn't see who the Jamin Davis guy was that took his snaps, but that's nothing crazy. That's not a great role to begin with. That's like 60 top percent of snaps, so that's nothing worth chasing. That is what that is. Holcomb should be back this week. Chase Young is being activated off IR. I saw that today in some of my leagues. Uh, I don't know if it'll be this week, but it'll definitely be this week or next. That is at one hell of a defensive end to grab off waivers in a redraft league. If he's there, you can't let him sit there. Yeah, get him now. Even if it's next week, just get him now, put him on the bench. Because with the injuries, with the buys, with the bullshit of the the normal season, you're you're talking a top 10 defensive end coming off of waivers at week 9 or 10. That's awesome. Uh, Real quick, thought we'd mention with Jamin Davis, It's kind of funny. They turned around and gave uh, Curl the uh, green dot this last game and told him to run the defense. Oh, wow. Yeah, Davis, Jamin Davis was super overhyped as a rookie pick, and he just has not ever done what we thought he would do. Sounds like all athlete. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then one last piece on the commanders here, William Jackson, their safety corner combo was traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know who the replacement is, and quite frankly, I don't care. Because uh, nope. if you look at the production profile slash the role, the responsibilities for William Jackson's position, it, it's boomer bust and mostly bust. All right, Dolphins, with Brandon Jones going to IR, we thought Eric Rowe starting safety, waiver wire, slam dunk, right? Nope, not the case. He was benched before the game. Verone McKinley played 80% of snaps at safety and guess how much production he had zero. That is correct. Zero. He didn't do anything with 80% of snaps in that shootout game against the the lions last week, not even a tackle. And Eric Rowe would have had like 12. That's what I I know. That's the crazy thing. Rowe would have blown up. Uh, Right. And it also, while we're looking at this, Javon Holland, had a massive game with a ton of tackles. Do you think that, that maybe there was a change in role for him? No, I, I think it, I think that, you know, they'll fluctuate on what they were doing. If you watch the film from last year, 
when they first introduced Holland and they had Brandon Jones both on the field, these dudes were on third down. They was coming up, one of them, usually in a series, one of them would come up and play a linebacker. It doesn't surprise me that there's variations to this New England freaking defense and how mm-hmm. he's going to adjust each damn game. I don't think he got used in a different way. He just got probably more play. And right. It, you know, I, I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't think. No, it, it does. It does. Because Holland's very boom bust. This just happened to be a boom week, but it also happened to coincide with it being the first week without Brandon Jones being there. So it, right. it we could, it could look like he's got Brandon Jones role now, but I, I think you're right. I think it was just a coincidence. We'll have to see how it plays out going forward. The other big news here for the Dolphins, Bradley Chubb traded to the Dolphins from the Broncos, paired up with Jalen Phillips, who played 82% of snaps last week. Uh, This kills Agba completely. He was already having a shitty season, but you can absolutely flush him down the toilet now. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thoughts on this? I think it's really good for Phillips. I, I like the move. I mean, Miami has to do something. They're looking pretty good, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why not? Uh, they haven't been able to generate much of a pass rush whatsoever. Uh, when I was writing about this for SGPN, um, I looked into it. I mean, realistically, between, what was it, between Phillips and Bradley, they're both in the top 12 in pressures so far this year. They're just not hitting home. So it makes sense. You get two of those top 12 guys. It's in the lower half or whatever it is. And those guys will uh, hopefully start hitting home. Our problem is, is which one is it going to be? Or is it going to be both of them? So they both just go from what they've been, which is even some of the deeper leagues. I see them on the waiver wire everywhere. I believe they're on the waiver wire and um, IDP incentive, and that's a 16-team DBIT IDP league. So right. it is what it is. If, you, if you're looking for a shot at one of them to become something, you might be surprised. I'm going to pick Phillips. I think it helps Phillips more than it does anything. And I think that they're going to give their first-round guy that has had opportunities to show up, he was their pick. And I think they're going to try to compliment him and hope that you know Bradley can hold his own. I, th- I, I really do believe. Like, And what I mean by give his shot first is the more prime scheming or – more favorable weak side position, blind side, whatever you want to say, you know, um, uh, sure they do. They're going to send both these guys. But when I read into it, that's what they're actually trying to avoid is having to blitz so much. They would rather be able to put the pressure on with these guys without blitzing. And that's what they're hoping to get out of the pairing with Brady or Bradley. Excuse me. Definitely a great move for them. Really shores up that pass rush. No doubt. Yeah. We'll see what it really amounts to. (laughs) Yep. Hey, it's positive momentum. So it's yeah, something. right, right. It sure <laughs> couldn't hurt because nobody else was doing shit. Yes, sir. A couple, few things for the Dolphins. There, we'll keep an eye on going forward. Beyond that, Eagles, Eagles. I got nothing. No news or issues. Kazir White played seventy-five percent of snaps, which is about what he normally does. He just had a big game, so he's a very popular waiver wire ad this week. Sure, deeper leaks. I, I see the value, but standard shallow. No, I want those extra 25% of snaps. Should be other options there. Brandon Graham fell completely to like 17% of the snaps or something with Robert Quinn actually getting in this game for, it wasn't more like 30 or 40, I think. I'm not sure. Don't quote me, but Brandon Graham has apparently been phased out. They've been kind of hanging on there with him. He he, kind of lost his step a couple of years ago. I'm not sure if Quinn is actually going to be an upgrade. We'll have to see. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Um, Not really. Not really. That was just boring news. I don't think we got anything to see there, do you? No. No. Uh, Okay, so that's the Eagles. Moving on to the Jets. Uh, Another flip-flop this week, uh, last week. Quincy Williams, 74% of snaps. Quan Alexander, 42% of snaps. So it's flipped, flapped back again. Like, Jesus Christ, enough. If you're a Quincy Williams manager... You, you really, he keeps producing either way. They're going to continue to put this guy in. I guess if you have to flip the coin, you're, it's still going to land Quincy Williams over trusting Alexander. Uh, I hate to say that. There was a good opportunity there for the Jets to upgrade. <laughs> I thought, I think a lot of people would probably on paper think so. We aren't crazy, right, John? No, I, I don't get it, but it keeps happening. So it must be reality. 
Hey, CJ Mosley, IDP managers gotta be loving what they got with him this year again because I oh, think yeah. he, he didn't come into the season that high in rankings. Yeah, he's rock solid as usual. Uh, that's about it for the Jets, though. Giants, hey, Jalen Smith, 84% of snaps. Tay Crowder, 34% of snaps. It happened. Yeah. What, what do you think? I have no thoughts, really. <laughs> Realistically, I don't. This is I. I don't care. Jalen Smith's not doing anything with the damn snaps. This is true. Neither have... neither was Tay Crowder, but yes, right. You're right. Yeah. So I, I just it's like it's a it's a big void. They became a void when they started really mixing Smith in for me. When we confirmed that he was matching snaps, it's just yeah. Yeah, yep. it's over. <laughs> whatever they're doing, it's just over. This is a winning team. It's yep. a, they can do whatever the hell they want, but it's not getting us anything other inside linebackers. That's true. So, you know, just an update there for you. I mean, in much deeper leagues, Jalen Smith may be worth a stab, but, uh, you know, the production has not matched the playing time as of yet. Moving on to the Patriots, Dietrich Wise was back up to 92% of snaps as predicted here last week. Gerbil Peppers played 68% of snaps while Kyle Duggar was inactive, but that'll revert back to normal playing time when Duggar is healthy. So beyond that, I got nothing. Anything else in the Patriots? Uh, Peppers would just be a reach. If you're going with anybody, shoot, go McCourty. I I like Mm -hmm. the matchup this week. If you're in deep, go McCourty. He just come off a good game too. And I like Phillips this week, but uh, I don't know about Peppers, man. That's a, that's a dark, dark place to go for it me. Is. It is because he, he's terrible. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. If uh, he does produce, I don't want it to be on my box score. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad it is. I just, I, I don't know. I can't believe it took that long for Love Giants it. to pa- pass on. So, you know, sometimes you build up these grudges and I'm sorry, Mr. Peppers. I'm sure you're a really nice guy, but. <laughs> yep. We just want production. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then be back for the last two divisions. Fact. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations, so please, go and give what you can, and let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope, by knowing we all really do care. Alrighty, last but not least, NFC, AFC West. Let's cover them both, starting with the Cardinals, where once again, we're discussing Isaiah Simmons. This week, he had 80% of snaps and came back down to earth, didn't do much of anything. Okay, I mean, same shit, different week. We still don't trust him. Any any thoughts on that? Yeah, I didn't drop him. Okay. I talked about that before. I didn't drop I I haven't played him. I keep on watching those points. I just it's this it's that deep of a league. I really hope somebody will offer me something. John, John, I'll give I'll give him to you. You're 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 up there. You're making a role. Do you want Isaiah Simmons for the for the Nope. I All do right. not. Well, I guess that answers the question. <laughs> Thank you though. Uh and beyond that, Camu Grugier Hill was traded here by Houston, which is interesting. I saw that late. Um it doesn't mean anything. We're already in linebacker hell in Arizona. We don't need to make it worse, so just ignore it. I could just see some kind of nightmare coming now with those no, linebackers. I'm sure. I'm sure, but we'll take it as it comes. Okay, Broncos. Josie Jewell was back, healthy, 100% of snaps, looked great, played great, had good production. He dropped Alex Singleton back down to 25% of snaps, so that's all normal and expected. What wasn't expected was Bradley Chubb got traded. And with that, the outside linebackers are Nick Benito, 58% of snaps, Jonathan Cooper, 50% of snaps, and Jacob Martin, who was just traded here from the Jets, 
Do you have any interest in any of these pass rush linebackers? Not in the sense of like right now. No, not really. I'm keeping my eye on Jacob Martin. He was actually a former Texan, I believe, before he joined the Jets. And he had my attention. He didn't get a lot of opportunities, but he got my attention while he was there. I thought he would have more of a role with the Jets. I could see as lackluster as this is that he could turn into some kind of productive by default play when the matchup's right, possibly. But this is deep dynasty, just kind of keeping eyes on guys type deal. This isn't nothing to really to really dip into as far as I'm concerned. Yep, I'm with you there. And then one last note to monitor. So Jonas Griffith has been the typically the other inside linebacker that's IDP relevant. He usually plays about 75% of snaps per week. With Alex Singleton playing the last couple weeks and really doing well, he has secured a third inside linebacker role apparently, at 25% of snaps a week. And he took those 25% of snaps from Jonas Griffith, now making him basically unusable. So if you got Griffith, you could probably blast him out the airlock. That's it for the Broncos. Rams, they got their safeties back healthy this week. Nick Scott, 100% of snaps. Taylor Rapp, 100% of snaps. Uh, Anything on that? I think the Ernest Jones snaps will probably come right back down. I don't think that's going to stick, and I'm not going to bet on it. I do like the matchup this week. Uh, I think they have the – who did they have? The Bucks. They got the Bucks. the Bucks. I actually do like the matchup. Um, I remember putting that in the app for the guys that he had a little upside this week, but not at 91% of the snaps. I think it's kind of the same kind of matchup, similar to what they just went through with San Fran. And I think that's what's really driving Ernest Jones's um, snap count depends or, you know, it's, it's, it's on the matchup. And I think in a situation, a divisional game playing San Fran, Oh, yeah. And in what you're referring to, Jones was he, he had a season high 91 percent of snaps this last week. And I'm with you. I don't think that sticks. I think that mm-hmm. was just because San Fran was in town and they had CMC and they love to run the ball anyway. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think the matchup similar this week with the Bucks, But at the same time, I, I think you'd be lucky to get 80 percent of the snaps. I think it'll be productive like a LB2 and have a little upside. You never know what he can do because the Bucks suck this year. We'll keep an eye on those. But other than that, Rams, normal week. Chargers, we're on by this week. So nothing, no news. We'll circle back to them after this upcoming week. Seahawks, Ryan Neal only played 85% of snaps this week because he tweaked his ankle. Although he does appear to be, I, I think I saw he was practicing this week. So he should be okay. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. If it's not Ryan Neal, it's Josh Jones, and we know Josh Jones sucks, so hopefully it's Ryan Neal. Beyond that, Uchenna Nuosu, 80% of snaps, massive game. And Cody Barton back down to 51% of snaps. Chiefs were on by. Big news here, though, was Frank Clark has been suspended for being an idiot in the offseason. I'm not going to get into what he did, but you can look it up. He's an idiot. Uh, Rashad Fenton was traded here from the uh, excuse me, traded from here to the Falcons. But we that that makes sense. He hasn't been playing much at corner anyway. They've been trusting the uh, the young guys, Sneed, Watson, the rookies they got. So uh, no surprise there. Anything else on the uh, Chiefs for you? Well, I'm not going to be able to say the fellow's name, but the rookie DE that everybody was excited about at the beginning. Oh, the, uh, the defensive George, end. Yeah. George Carleftis, yeah. Anyways, basically, just to really sum it up, they've got a good positive upside matchup this week. And to me, it's kind of like produce or don't, you know, produce or it's not going to ever happen the rest of the season kind of thing. I I guess I'm picking on the the rookie a little bit. If he's going to show up, he needs to show up now because I'm pretty sure he's going to. It's kind of like they gift points to him. Yep. So we'll see how that goes for him. Uh, okay, moving on to the 49ers where we did get a surprise. So when um, Greenlaw was injured a couple weeks ago, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles came in for him. But that's not who started and replaced for the injured and inactive Greenlaw this last week. It was Oren Burks playing 100% of snaps. So that's not great. But uh, I do believe that they are on by this week. Um, yeah, it'll be Greenlaw. He should be healthy when they get back, along with Fred Warner. So that should work itself out. Beyond that, I got nothing on the Niners. You got anything? I bet Warren Burks was just like ecstatic 
Had he ever seen 100% of the snaps ever? No, never. No. Nope. In Green Bay or yeah, nope. okay. I didn't think so. Yeah. Yep. He told his mom, "Mom, did you see me?" <laughs> yeah. Well, he, you know, rug got pulled out on all of us, so I'm glad he had a good time at least. Yes. That sucks. Yeah. But whatever. We right. we we learn these things, we adjust going forward. So if Greenlaw is ever injured again this season, we know it's Oren Burks, not Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. There you go. Uh, and last but not least, Raiders, uh, Double D, Divine Diablo, 100% of snaps. Denzel Perryman, 69%. Nice. Blake Martinez, 31%. No surprises there. But huge surprise at safety where Jonathan Abram continues to plummet. He was at 30 Four percent of snaps this week. Deron Harmon, eighty-three percent. Trayvon Morig, one hundred percent. Is it time to blast Jonathan Abram out the airlock? Yeah, unless you've been sitting on him in a really deep, deep, deep league, you probably have ignored him by now. He's he's been worthless. He's a DB. He should have been probably already dumped, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I thought we'd kind of come to that conclusion when these guys were doing all this sharing of shit for the last three weeks with Harmon leading the way. And Abram just wasn't there. I think it's astonishing to see that uh, Abram and Perriman, which was both their highest IDP productive guys last year, are now like getting phased out. Uh, I'm wondering if it's going to last the entire season. I think with Abram, it does. Perriman, it's hard to say, but the numbers kind of speak for themselves. Perriman's becoming a droppable guy. A lot of weird things going on with the Raiders this year. Uh, they got shut out by the Saints. Like, nothing makes sense on the Raiders. So, mm-hmm. whatever. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. We adjust. We move forward. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of Dynasty. Individual defensive players... Superflex, and beyond. That was IDPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. Alrighty, and just a reminder, the Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of an either an autographed LT, Lawrence Taylor, or an autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. This contest is completely free to enter. Subscribe to YouTube.com backslash Sports Gambling Podcast. Comment on any video. Each new video is a chance to win. Turn on your notifications so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull a winner. And that's it for us this week. Good luck to everyone. Gary, you got any parting uh, wisdom? Wisdom. (laughs) I appreciate the the sentiment with the word, but, uh, you know, I can't believe the season's gone this quick. The off season seems so long, and here we are. We're we're trying to make a playoff. Uh, you gotta you gotta pick up more hobbies, man. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> hobbies, hobbies. Like like I might. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go put an application in at Walmart. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Good luck this week. Christ knows we're gonna need it. We'll see you next week.